Hello and welcome to Mustasa Podcast episode number 21. And today I'll be talking about faith. Um, faith is going to be like a recurring topic in, on this podcast just because I don't know if I've explained the meaning of Mustasa in English. I know I've explained it in Spanish, like in the Spanish videos, podcast episodes I do, whatever. Um, so mustasa is basically a mixture of mustard in English and mostaza, which is mustard in Spanish. And um, this is because of the Bible verse that says that if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you'd be able to tell a mountain to move from one place to another and it would. Nothing would be impossible for you. That's what the Bible verse says. And basically it's like, you know, this whole podcast is really to talk about faith. I mean, I'm going to be talking about God-related topics, period. But, like, there's a lot. I'm going to be talking a lot about faith, period. But whatever. Um, I'll be talking about faith, but, you know, the other side of the coin of faith. You know, because everybody just talks about faith. That, oh, yeah, you should have faith. You should have faith. But, I mean, I'm not going to say most, but some of these people talk about, oh, you should have faith, but they don't have faith themselves. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are going through situations and they, you know, they don't, they'll just be like, oh yeah, you should have faith. They, they're going through situations, their, their own thing, you know? And so today I'll be talking about the other side of the coin, basically. And to do so, I'll be talking about something I went through recently. So today is Monday, it's 10.22 a.m. as I'm recording this. Monday, October 4th, I upload new videos on this podcast every Monday, so... Um, I was supposed to, I recorded this yesterday actually I'm re-recording it again um, yeah but basically something that happened to me this weekend is I was watching a video uh, I don't remember if it was a sermon or if it was just uh, just like a conversation between Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church and Pastor Rich Wilkerson from Voo Church I think it was a conversation between them two, or maybe it was just a sermon from Pastor Mike Todd. Point being, he was talking about crazy faith and all of that. And I consider myself to be a woman of faith. I consider myself to be a woman of faith. I consider myself to be somebody that has a lot of faith. Um, a lot of faith in general, a lot of faith towards what God has promised me, a lot of faith towards something I believe God for, a lot of faith towards just in general. Like, I just consider myself, like, let's say, I'm, like, let's, let's listen to this little story. I was driving once to pick up my brother from the airport and the, the, the car had like no gas. Like this, I was not supposed to get to the airport or back, but there was a curfew in the Dominican Republic set by the government because of like the whole COVID thing. So, oops. So they, there were like no gas stations open. And I was like, well, if I don't go pick up my brother, who is going to? <laughs> I was just like, you know what, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're going to get there and back. I don't know how. I just believe it. And you know I did. I got there and came back. I mean, when I got there, I found a gas station there. But I wasn't even supposed to get there, which is my main point. So... I'm just saying like this little story <laughs> in the sense of just trying to get to you that I consider myself to be a woman of faith, like even for the littlest things. So uh, as I was watching this video, he said, you know, I just want you to close your eyes and imagine yourself, just visualize yourself with that thing that God promised you. And I was like, I tried doing it. And as I closed my eyes and tried visualizing myself with this thing God promised me, 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't visualize myself. I couldn't imagine myself with this thing God promised me, with this thing God spoke over my life. And I was like, wait a minute. And I just, I stopped and asked myself, and and like at the same time asked God, I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) when did this happen? When did I become a person that doesn't believe? Not, Not that doesn't believe, but like, that can't even visualize what you told me, (laughs) that you told me, like, when did I open a door to the enemy where he could just sow this seed of doubt in me where it was, like, hidden? Because I didn't even know that, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that this is where I had gotten to where I can't even visualize myself with what you have promised me. When did I let the enemy sow this seed of doubt in me? And then I started thinking, and I was like, and and it was really hidden, because then I started thinking, I was like, wow, because recently my vocab has changed. The way I talk about this thing God promised me has changed. The way I talk in general has changed. I was like, wait a minute, because I was the type of person, it's not like I'm going to be talking all the time about the thing God promised me, like, oh yeah, blah, 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 whatever. No, but like, I just, I used to speak with such faith. I'd be like, like, if they asked me about this water bottle or whatever, it'd be like, yes, the water bottle. I believe God will give you that water bottle. I believe God will give me that water bottle. Like, I believe everything will be okay. I believe everything. And I still speak like that. Like, I'll, st- I'll still talk with faith. Like, I'll still be like, in the name of Jesus, everything will be okay. But I believe it for others, not for myself. Or I'll believe it for myself, but not for certain things. Like, not for the specific thing God promised me. Like, I'll believe it for, I don't know, X or Y, Z, like for instance, the the gas station thing I I said, I'll believe it for that, but I won't believe it for the specific thing God promised me. Like I'll, 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 I'll still have like that, that language of faith for others. I'll have the language of faith for myself for like little things, but I won't have the language of faith for myself for the specific thing God spoke over my life. And I was like, when did this happen? And I just sat down and I did, thank God, (laughs) the right thing to do. I just started praying. I was like, God, when did I let this happen? God, just please take this away from me. I don't just, just rip this seed like from its root. Just like rip the whole thing out. I don't want to have any type of doubt in me. I don't want to have any type of thing that, that can you know, in a way, put me against you, that can, in a way, put myself against myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, put myself against what you promised me. Make me speak against what you promised me. Because I've said it in a couple episodes um, in Spanish. I'll probably, I guess I'll have to, like, uh, basically translate these videos to English. Um, but in previous, previous episodes, I've talked about how, you know, uh, Israel basically didn't see the promised land because they spoke against it themselves. Like they were the ones that spoke against it. They were the ones that just never managed to believe what God promised them. And they spoke against it to the point where they didn't even get to see it. And something that I always talk about is how you cannot let your language change when you talk about the things God promised you. You can't let your, you can't let your language, you have to have language of faith. You can't just be talking about, oh yeah, um, I guess, maybe. No, you have to speak towards it, not against it. 
because it'll it'll happen to you the same thing that happened to Israel, which is I, I which is what I say basically what I said basically in like the other videos. But that's that's not the point. The point is, I was like, when did this happen? And I went into praying, I went into prayer, and I just asked God to take this away from me, to just rip it out from like its root, everything, because I don't want any type of doubt in me. Because when you let, when you open a door to the enemy to sow doubt in you, to sow a seed of doubt, even if it's consciously or unconsciously, which is what happened to me, which is why I say it was like a hidden seed, this seed will give, will bear fruit to you speaking against this thing, which is what I've been explaining to you speaking against this promise of God. And that's not what we want to do. That's, that's, that's not the type of Christians we want to be. This is not who God called us to be. So today I just wanted to bring this little, I don't know, story. I want to be transparent and not sit here. Cause originally I was going to talk about second Corinthians five, seven, which, are, which is, which says that we live by faith and not by sight which I will mention towards the end of this uh, episode, but I, I didn't just want to sit here and not be fake because that wouldn't be being fake. That just would be like encouraging others. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want to sit here and talk about that when I had that situation going on. I just thought I just, I just, I should just say it in this episode because maybe it is happening, happening to others as it was happening to me one or two days ago. And so basically I just wanted to say this to then now ask you guys to, <clears throat> whoever's listening, to analyze your situation and evaluate yourselves. Like sit down and, you know what? Do what Mike, what Pastor Mike taught said. Try visualizing yourself with this thing God, God promised you, this thing God spoke over your life. Try imagining yourself with this thing you're believing God in, in, in faith for. You believe in God with such faith that he's gonna do this thing for you. Imagine yourself with this thing already. So let's say you're believing God for a water bottle. Imagine yourself with this water bottle in your hands. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're believing God for this new job, for this, uh, for, for a family, for, you know, I don't know, but imagine yourself with this thing in your hands already. And if you can't, now think about how your language of faith has changed. And if you, if you come across the instance where you are where I was two days ago or a day ago, three days ago, or whatever this was, this was over the weekend. But point being, if you come across, you know, if you, if you find out that this is where you're at, I need you to just sit down and ask God to, like I, like I did, rip this seed from its root away from you take this whole thing away from you because you have let doubt into your life and you don't want this like i said you don't want to have you know you don't want to have doubt in you you don't want to have this seed of doubt in you because it'll bear fruit that will work against you it won't bear, it, it won't bear the fruit of the spirit it'll bear the fruit of the flesh we can go over that in Galatians 5, but that's not the point. Point being, just talk to God and ask God to basically take this away from you. And yeah, basically that's literally what I wanted to talk about because it kind of hit me this weekend. That it was just, like I said, kind of hidden for me. I hadn't, I hadn't noticed up until 
I was watching that video and I tried doing what the pastor said and I was like, wait a minute. But um, now that I've spoken about this, um, I'd also like to just add in there in the mix, you know, it's hard. Like during your, during your, along your faith journey, and I don't mean your faith journey like your journey as a Christian. I mean your faith journey as in like your journey into believing God for something, into believing God in faith for a specific thing, or into believing what God spoke over you, what God promised you. It's it's hard, you know. It's like it has its ups, it has its stand, it has its downs, but overall, we just gotta remain close to God. Like overall, whatever it is we're going through, whatever it is we're seeing, we just gotta remain close to God. And whatever it is, I, I know I've mentioned this a lot, but it's the truth. Whatever it is we're seeing, ignore it. Whatever it is you're seeing that's speaking against what God promised you, ignore it because we live by faith and not by sight. You see this, I said I was gonna mention this eventually and here it is. We live by faith and not by sight. It says 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says the word of the Lord in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We live by faith and not by sight. Whatever it is you're seeing around you, whatever it is that is around you that is speaking against what God promised you, it is a lie from the enemy. It is a lie from the enemy to get you distracted, to get you into, into thinking, to, to sow doubt in you, to sow this doubt in you consciously where you're like, well, I just saw this and this happen. Clearly, this thing God promised to me cannot happen. That's what the enemy wants you to say. The enemy wants you to get to a point where you will speak against your promise yourself because the enemy has no power over your promise. The enemy has no power over anything that's yours because you are of the Lord, you are of God. So what does the enemy do to try to get this thing God promised you away from you? He will try to get you to speak against it because the only person, the only two people that have control over this promise God gave you are God and you. The enemy has no power over it. So if the enemy gets you to speak against it, that's it. It'll be over with, just like with Israel back then. In the, you could, oh, I, I wish you could hear these previous episodes, watch these previous episodes, but they're in Spanish. Oh, if you speak Spanish, definitely go. Because I do go in, like, in depth about the whole Israel thing. But... Yes, like I said. It's like, for instance, with, with Job. With Job in the Bible. The enemy, the enemy had no power over Job. He could not touch anything that was of Job's. He had to ask God for permission before he could even ever touch anything. This being said, the enemy has no power over anything that's yours because you are of God and God, God protects you. God looks over you. The only people that have um, power over this thing God promised you are you and God. That's why the enemy wants to sow doubt in you so that you can speak over again, so you can speak against what God has spoken over you. Don't let that happen. <laughs> Don't let the enemy win. What's going on? You need to believe in whatever we, like I was saying, we live by faith and not by sight. Whatever it is that is around you, that is distracting you, that is making you believe that. So for instance, let's say you're, you're, I don't know. I'm trying to think, uh, you're believing God. God told you you're gonna get this new job. I don't know. And you have zero qualifications for this job or maybe you don't have the 
all of the qualifications for this job. And it just, it, the enemy keeps throwing it at your face. Oh, you can't, you can't talk like this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. Just shut all of that up. Don't even look at it. Just look the other way. Why? Because you live by faith, not by sight. Not by sight of what you're seeing. The sight of what you're seeing is that right now is telling you everything against what God said. It's saying, oh, you can't do it. Oh, it's not possible. Oh, it can't happen. But God told you something. Hold on to what God told you. Just hold on to what God told you. Because he who made the promise is faithful, says the word of the Lord. He who made the promise, the Lord who made the promise is faithful. He is faithful. It also says in the in the Bible, the word of the Lord also says that um, he is not a human being to lie. Nor is he, um, what is it? He is not a human being to lie, nor is he a son of, uh, let me look it up because I want to say that the, I want to say it the right way. Uh, here it is. Um, number 2319. God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Um, it also says, does he speak and not and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Basically saying, he is not like you and me. You and I could lie. You and I could say something and then change our minds because we are human. God is not. Whatever God said over you, whatever God spoke over you, whatever God told you, he will fulfill 100% because he does not change his mind. He is not a human being to lie. So whatever it is God told you, Believe him, believe him first. Believe him first. Don't believe whatever the enemy is telling you. Don't believe, don't believe whatever humans are telling you. Maybe the doctor right now is telling you that you can't be cured from this, from whatever from, from whatever sickness you have. Let's say whatever sickness you, you're going through, whatever, whatever thing you're going through, maybe the doctors are saying you can't be cured. There's no cure for this. There's no treatment for this. There's no solution for this. Ignore all of that because you live by faith. The word of the Lord says that if we had faith as small as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is like this big. It's like tiny. For those of you that are seeing me like on video right now on YouTube, it's tiny. It's like this big. I, I, I had a little bottle with it, but it's back home. I don't have it here right now. If you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you'd be able to move mountains. Literally nothing would be impossible for you. That's what the Bible says. If you would just have faith, if you would just have faith, it doesn't matter what the doctors are saying. It doesn't matter what none of these people are saying. And by this, I don't mean that you're just going to go ahead and not do anything. Just sit in your house and just just look at the sky and hope in the Lord. That's not the case because the, the word of the Lord also says that faith without works is dead. Meaning that if you're just hoping on the Lord, but you don't stand up and do something about it, <laughs> there's not, nothing's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, so by this, I don't mean that you're just going to hope on the Lord and not get any treatment if it's possible. No, what I'm saying is if the doctors say there's no solution, you got to believe God. You got to believe if God told you, if God told you, you were going to be healed. You got to believe God. If you're, if you're believing God to be healed, you got to believe God because we, we, we live by faith and not by sight, not by sight, whatever it is, you know, matter of fact, Whatever it is that you're that you're that you're seeing that is distracting you, that is making you doubt, cut it out. Cut it out. If it's if it's 
social media that's trying to put thing, things in your head about how this or that can't happen, cut it out. Get off of social media. I know it's hard, but if you have to get off of social media, I do so every now and then. Not only for that, but just for various reasons. Like it just takes a lot of a lot of my time. It just sometimes I need to like focus more on God, so I'll just delete social media. But my point being is, if going to a certain place, going to this friend's house is making you doubt what God told you, stop going to that friend's house. If going to this, uh, I don't know, to this specific place is making you doubt what God said, just cut it out. You don't, don't go. Because if that is hindering your faith, don't get there. Also, don't go there. Also, if you need to remind yourself constantly about this thing God told you so that, so that your faith could be, so you can be empowered in your faith, do so. I was the one to say that, oh, you know, I used to see people like, you know, put like Bible verses up in their rooms and stuff and like put like, write things down and like paste them on the walls and stuff. And I'd be like, that's so unnecessary. Cause I, I used to believe that I was this big woman of faith and I didn't need to like be, be writing stuff down. And, and that hasn't changed. I'm still that big woman of faith. And, but like I said, during this faith journey with the ups and downs, you need, you need your minor sometimes. And now if you look, if you look at my room, I have like a bunch of like (laughs) things just written down, whether it be Bible verses, whether it be just reminders of promises, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. So that being said, if you have to do that, go right ahead and do it. Just write all these Bible verses down, write write everything you need down and just paste it all up on your walls, paste it all up in the bathroom, paste it all up in the kitchen. I don't know. Wherever you can see it so that it can remind you of this thing God promised you so that you don't lose your faith. So that you don't lose your faith towards this thing. And actually, I was going to um, read a Bible verse that has to do with like the whole pasting thing. It's in Habakkuk 2. So Habakkuk 2, um, 2 and 3, it says, Then the Lord answered me. The word of the Lord we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so the runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. It's, if it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come and will not delay. I know this is speaking about something else, but we can apply it to this situation. It says, then the Lord told me, write the vision, write the vision. Whatever vision God gave you, write it down. Whatever promise God gave you, write it down. Whatever thing you're believing God for, write it down. It says, write it down. Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. I don't mean like you're going to put it out there so everybody can see it, but make it plain so that you can read it whenever you have to, so that you can be reminded of it. It says, for there is still a vision for the appointed time. There is still a vision for the appointed time. You, This thing, I promise you, it is still there for God's appointed time. The fact that it didn't happen when you were hoping for it to happen does not mean that it's not going to happen. It is still going to happen in God's appointed time. In God's appointed time. I'm going to be I'm going to be reading something that uh, pertains to that in Ecclesiastes 3. But after I read this, um, it says, it speaks of the end and does not lie. It does not lie. This vision God gave you does not lie. This thing I told you, God does not lie, like I said before. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. Wait for it. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. It will surely come. Whatever is going, whatever is happening, whatever is the situation, it will surely come. It will be there. 
it, it will happen eventually and God's appointed time. So I also wanted to read um, Ecclesiastes 3, um, 11. It says, he has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. It's basically talking about how God has put a sense in us of what's going on. God give God gives us a little sense of what's going on. So by God letting us know about this specific thing he's going to do in our life or whatever, he's giving us a little sense of what's going on. But we can't even imagine we can't even we, we cannot we can't find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And it says in the beginning, he has made everything suitable for its time. He has made everything suitable for its time. Everything has its specific and appointed time. We just have to wait on the Lord and hope and have faith. The word of the Lord also says that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. We just have to wait on the Lord. He will renew our strength. When we feel like we can't take it anymore, when we feel like the situation's too much, when we feel like it's, we're just tired of the waiting, he will renew our strength. We just have to wait on the Lord. And basically, I feel like that's it that I'm gonna talk about today. I feel like I could have gone further on. Well, yeah, I, I do wanna say like something else. And which is that I just, I wanna thank God for, you know, helping me realize this. Because I could've, I could've easily just went on about my days and not ever realized this, but thank God that God helped me realize this. And this just goes with something I said in a previous message in Spanish. And I was talking about how when you give your life to God and when you put your life in God's hands, everything goes the right way. Everything everything works towards a purpose. And I that is in, Roman, in Romans 8.28. We can read it uh, right now. Let me just look it up. Romans uh, 8.28, it says, it says, it says, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Once you give your life to God and he's in control of it, you love God. God, everything works together for good in your life. Everything. God works everything for your own good because he has only, he only has good plans for our life, for our lives, says Jeremiah 29:11. And everything works together for the good. And whatever God has purposed for your life, whatever God has written over, you know, in heaven for your life once you give your life to god and he controls your life everything will work out perfectly the way he wants it to work out and i uh, when i was talking about this in spanish i put the i like i i uh said 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 jonah as an example i was saying you see jonah as a prophet of god as a chosen you know person of god <laughs> he his life was in god's hands he didn't want to go to nineveh but God said, "My life, your life is in my hands. You are gonna go to Nineveh. You have to go to Nineveh." And He eventually went to Nineveh. And I feel like that's some of our lives. You know, some of some of us that have given our, that have given our lives to God, and God controls our lives. It's like God will direct us into certain paths, 
even if we don't want to, because we can't see that that is the best plan for us, but eventually we get to see that that's what it is. And God will just lead us into the right path, will lead us into the, into the right situations. Like for instance, with this whole thing, I hadn't noticed none of this. I had not noticed this, this whole seed of doubt, this hidden seed of doubt in me. And God let me realize this because his purpose for my life has to be fulfilled. His purpose for my life has to be fulfilled. My life is in in his hands. His purpose for my life has to be fulfilled. And if that seed of doubt would have been, would have stayed in there, that would have hindered, that would have maybe hindered the whole thing. But since there is a purpose of God that has to be fulfilled and I, and I gave my life to God and he has control over it, he let me realize this thing so that I could take this whole thing out so that I could take this this whole seed of hidden seed of doubt out from the root you know what I'm saying so that being said this can be you too this can also be you you can also have this relationship with God you can also give your life to God and have God Give God total control over your life and have God guide you and direct you towards his paths, towards whatever path he believes is right for you. Because the word of the Lord says he only has good plans for our lives and everything works together towards the good for those who love God. So that being said, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior and you would like to do so right now just um and you would you would like to give your life to God and have God have total control over your life as I was saying um because I do realize that while some people that may hear this message are um believers and are Christians some may be listening to this message and may not may not even know none of this so that being said if that is you and you would like to accept uh jesus as your personal savior just let's pray and repeat after me lord thank you thank you for this day thank you for this opportunity lord i ask that you come into my heart and that you change everything about me I accept you, Jesus Christ, as my personal savior today. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for my sins. Thank you because I know you're you're cleansing me. Thank you because I know you you redeem me. Thank Thank you because of everything you've done for me. Thank you for being who you are. Oh Lord, I ask that you write my name in the book of life. I ask that you forgive me of anything I could have ever done, of of any sin, of of anything I could have ever done against you, Lord. I ask that you forgive me. Oh, Lord, I ask that you take away from me anything that is against you, anything that that, that goes against you in my life. Take it away right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Transform me. Change me. From now on, I give you full authority over my life, full authority over my life. Do with my life as you please. Guide me on your path. Make me new. In the name of Jesus, amen.
I'd also um, like to pray just, you know, over the message. So <laughs> company me in, pay, in prayer now. Um, Father God, thank you for this message. Thank you because we're here. Thank you because you give me the opportunity to do this. Thank you because I know that there's people that need to listen to the need to hear this message, Lord. Oh, I ask that this message will get to those that need to hear it, Lord, in this moment. I ask that you will help those that are going through situations right now. That are those, you will help those that are going through situations with their faith, Lord. That you will renew their faith. That you will renew their strength, Lord. Those that are waiting on you. Oh, Lord, I ask that it is you who guides all, who guides all of us towards your purpose towards what you want to do with our lives, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, and yeah, that's all for those of you that accept that Jesus Christ as your personal saviors, um, as your personal savior. Why did I say saviors? <laughs> anyway, as your personal savior, um, you know, from now on, you're now a... You're now, you're now, what I, I just like blanked out. I'm sorry. You're now a Christian. You're now a um, son or daughter of God. And that being said, um, please contact me if you did that, just so that I could just speak like one-on-one with you. Um, also contact me if you just have like any questions, period, whoever's listening to this. And, um, yeah, I would say, you know, try finding a church near you that you can visit. Um, uh, there's a, the version app on your phone, which is like a Bible app. It has like plans you can read. It has the Bible period, so you can read the Bible, all that. Um... And yeah, like I said, contact me. That being said, this is the end of this um, episode, this podcast. And um, I'll see you next time.